you can support this excellent podcast for as little as $1 an episode. Just go to patreon.com forward slash idiotwind. Okay yeah baby. Hello, hello. Welcome to another ed- episode of Idiot Windy Panel Show podcast made for idiots by idiots. I'm delighted to be joined by four of my favourite idiots, and we are going to do a little bit of a quiz for you. On my right is seated Patrick Wides. Patrick, hello. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And next to yeah. Patrick is Prana. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Have you? What have you been up to? Any any excitement? Mm. Oof, I've been travelling a lot. Okay. For family for conference yeah um how does it feel to be back in norwich i was quite surprised when i was missing norwich in spain <laughs> and i couldn't believe myself when i reached here and there was no sun and i was like i love this i don't want to go back to spain <laughs> <laughs> norwich is better than spain it's official no it's because there's no family here Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you two are a team. Have a think about a team name if you haven't already, because we're going to come back and get team names in a second. Um, but facing you are these two titans. They were dancing away to the theme tune in almost perfect choreography. Um, on firstly is a man they call John because his name is John. It's John. Hello, John. Hello, Chris. How are you? I am nice. What's happened since I last saw you? Oh, um, I decided to um do some art. Was it good? Yeah, I was inside a giant Kinder egg. And I burst out of the Kinder Egg. Bet that was a surprise. Yeah. And a treat. It was a treat, yep. Um, the kids were very scared. Yeah. If you had to describe your teammate in one word, what word would you use? Near. Yes, he's sitting next to John. It's Enrico Choni. Hello. Prana and Patrick, what, what, what are you going to call yourself? Uh, fizzy gravy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is this something you have experience of? It sounds like a phenomenon. Well, I did hear my mum at Christmas uh, talking about putting some leftover Prosecco in the leftover gravy and I wondered how that would turn out. Yeah, I mean, that does sound incredible. Was he gonna, then going to put that on meat or just like s- scull it down in a glass? Or... In a champagne flute, yeah. <laughs> brown brown champagne. Anyone for some brown champagne? Sounds like a horrible oh. sex act. I don't know why I'm looking at Matthew. <laughs> um, all right, so fizzy gravy. <laughs> that was, yeah. In case you didn't hear that, there was the smallest cheer in the world. <laughs> For, for the two. Yeah. You can boost that, it's fine. A very British self-conscious team. Um, uh, okay, and facing Fizzy Champagne will be... Uh, oh, we are the, the, the choreographed... Um, and the leopards. The choreographed yeah. leopards. Yeah. 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 The question I have is, are you going to change your spots? No, the leopard never changed the spot, Chris. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. I feel silly for asking. All right, well, there we go. That's the teams introduced. There's only one thing left to do, and that's go over for the first time this week to the place that we keep our Matthew. It's called Matthew Corner. Hi. How is it in Matthew Corner, Matthew? It's very comfortable. Uh, the chains really weren't necessary. Well, you did try to run away, didn't you? Maybe. We don't need the chains if you stop being a silly sausage, okay? I'll try. What have you been up to this week? Well, not much, to be honest. Just uh, looking at your chains. Just looking at the chains, looking at the way out. The only two things I've got other than a mixing desk, to be honest. Did you appreciate me uh, piping in on loop the chain by Fleetwood Mac? Um, I'm not going to lie. 
I did like that song. It's a good bass But there's it? only so many minutes of the day that you want to listen to it, and all of the minutes is too many. You know what, this week, as you've said that, I'll give you one minute off per day. All right? Yay. Okay, we're ready to <laughs> quiz. Let's get on with round one. Sort it out. Yes, round one is called Sort It Out. I'm going to give our two teams um, a conundrum, something to sort out. Matthew has some answers written down on a bit of parchment, and if they get remotely close to them, then they will get points. Matthew might also award points for artistic flair or just general um, chucklery. Yeah, you'll be lucky. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right, so here's the first question of the quiz, and it is, according to highspeedtraining.co.uk, what are the key steps to ensuring safe ladder use? And we're going to start with the fizzy gravy bunch. Well, I think it depends which country. Uh, I think on the continent, the general guidelines are probably don't use a ladder if you've had more than two bottles of wine. Uh, over here, uh, you have to fill out a 10-page risk assessment yeah. before you set foot on the bottom rung. <laughs> I see. And which do you think is the better system, Patrick? Get well, a little bit closer if you can. compromise in everything. Yeah, right. So maybe fill out a risk assessment, drink a bottle of wine, then go up a ladder. Yeah. yeah. Prana, any thoughts about safe but ladder use? I was just thinking maybe just don't put a pencil on the ladder. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think that might affect? Because I remember filling up a risk assessment form that said, do not put a pencil in a fan. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that is good advice. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if it's like a common thing for every object. Fans and ladders are similar, aren't they? Yeah. They both have uh, like pencils pencils stuck in them. But also if you rotate the ladder, it's like a fan. I think another thing might be probably don't, don't rotate the ladder. When you're on it. Yeah, it never worked with yeah. the Chuckle Brothers rotating <laughs> the ladder. Any thoughts over here? Well, I, I learned about this recently. So I uh, I was in Seattle recently and uh, there was a big fire in 1899 uh, where the, the center burned down, the center of Seattle burned down. And they were rebuilding everything. It was a great opportunity to rebuild the city. And they decided to put the streets at a, a higher level, like one one story, three stories, depending on the place. Wow. Uh, and, and the buildings were also taller. But for four years... There was no connection, no pavement connecting buildings to to streets. So and so there was these moats around the buildings, and they were about a, a story deep, three stories deep, just depending. Uh, and so you, the way you got into buildings was you had to climb down a stepladder from the street oh into the the bottom of the <laughs> moat, and then enter the building, and then to leave the building you had to climb up the ladder again. So so no one died in the fire, but eighteen men died <laughs> while climbing. Climbing the stepladders, <laughs> drunk. God. Uh, yeah, yeah. So clearly, don't climb into a building drunk. I think that's the don't drink and yeah. climb. good yeah. advice. Yeah. Directly, um, at the, or the opposite advice of mm-hmm. Patrick's yeah. Euro- European yes. friends, mm. who very much advise you to get drunk and climb up ladders. Yeah. Uh, John, any thoughts? Um, don't paint your ladder the exact same shade and color as the building it's put against, because mm-hmm. you will lose it. Is that? Do you think it's unsafe? I guess so. If you're on it, if you're on the ladder and you suddenly can't see it, that's going to freak you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like the ladder's just disappeared. disappeared. And then like you have an existential crisis. Yeah. Up the ladder, and then there's no one who can help you with that. The guide on the Seattle tour, in which I learned about this, also pointed out that it would have been very difficult to climb ladders while wearing period costume. So maybe, yeah, right. maybe don't put on hoop skirts and stuff, oh, or yeah, like don't put on yeah. crinolines, you know, like, you know, mm. constricting busts, uh, <laughs> you know, like just wear loose casual you know yeah if yeah, if, yeah. if hoop skirts yeah. aren't on this yeah. list from highspeedtraining.co.uk <laughs> yeah. i will right? eat my shoes um anything yeah. else from sparkly gravy 
Uh, well, don't put it anywhere near any giant's castles because they will grind down your bones and make your bread, and that doesn't look no. good on an accident form. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't. Good stuff. Uh, Matthew, any points? Uh, surprisingly, yes. Wow. Even more surprisingly is there's nothing on this list to say don't drink alcohol. No. <laughs> uh, and, and there is nothing about hoop skirts, so your shoes oh, are now lunch. Man. However, I wore my chocolate shoes. However, the pencil does get close because it does say, Are there any hazards around the base of the ladder? Yes. And has the ladder been checked for defects? Well, a pencil on the ladder is definitely a defect. <laughs> there so, you go, so, point so, to the pencil. So there's a point right Who there. Who saw that coming? Um, I did also give a point to John for the existential crisis of suddenly not knowing you're on a ladder. Oh, that is terrifying, <laughs> and you really should avoid that. So that's one point for each team. I love that one of the points is, Is a ladder? the right piece of equipment for the task most of the, most of them are is the ladder the right type of equipment is it the right type of ladder have you put the ladder at the right angle do the ladder rungs run horizontally parallel with the floor i mean that's basically if <laughs> you put the ladder up against the wall or is it on the yeah on the floor? are you moving too quickly yeah. well i would if it wasn't a ladder in the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right that was round one it's time for round two heroic heroic Round two is heroic failures. This one is on the buzzers teams. You should have a buzzer in front of you. And um, here is uh, question one. What happened in 1971 when Mr. and Mrs. Farmer from Margate drove to Wales to embark on a British Rail mystery tour? They had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they might have done. Patrick. Are they still waiting? (laughs) Um, No, Prano. They found sheep. They, they might well have found chips. I don't know that they didn't. I think we have to give you half a point for that. Um, any other thoughts? Any they had a very disappointing time. I will give you half a point for that because I think they did. They drove from Mar- their home in Margate to Wales to embark on a mystery tour. They then got on the train. Uh, got on the train. The train took them back to Margate for a week in Margate, where they had just come from, um, <laughs> where they lived. Before the train, then obviously took them back to Wales so they could drive back to Margate. <laughs> Question two. What happened in 1970 when a lion escaped from a circus in Italy and gave chase to a small boy? Um, that lion was my mother and that boy was my father and uh, they got married and I was born. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that that's not true and I feel bad about that. So I think we have to give Enrico half a point. Patrick. Uh, it was a publicity stunt, but it went wrong and the lion did eat the boy. <laughs> no, that wasn't true. Oh, it was Mowgli. No, it wasn't Mowgli. It wasn't Mowgli. Um, uh, the, in fact, what happened was the boy's mother attacked the lion and the lion had to be treated for head injuries and shock. In 1977, what did a Dutch veterinary surgeon do with a cow that caused £45,000 worth of damage? Cow, Enrico. Uh, that cow was my mother and that Dutch veterinary was my father. The damage was me. S- sitting right in front of you. Someone, an actuary has calculated the damage of your existence yep. at £45,000. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, Patrick. Uh, he stuck his hand up the wrong hole. Points, points for Patrick. Yeah, I think we have to give you points for that. He attempted to investigate the gassy buildup in a cow by inserting a tube um, and lighting the end with a cigarette lighter. The farmhouse was destroyed and the vet was fined £145 in court. I mean, he got away, got away lightly, really. That brings us to the end of round two. Matthew, any 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 points there? Fizzy Gravy are now on three points, and the Choreograph Leopards are on 
two. Oh, it's exciting stuff. The questions from this round are from the excellent book, The Not Terribly Good Book of Heroic Failures by Stephen Pyle, which is published by Faber and Faber and is available from all good bookshops and probably the shit ones as well. We are lucky enough to have a guest question setter this um, series, and it is Nicholas Sparrow, one of the country's top 100 pest control experts. He joins us now live from a portaloo in Swatham. Um, let's go over to Nicholas now. Have a listen to this team's. Hello and welcome to another section of Sparrow's Eye View with your friend Nicholas Sparrow, pest control expert. This week I'm going to talk to you about cheetahs, not the cat kind. Unlike their reputation, cheetahs are incredibly honest animals. Unlike dogs, we've all seen the paintings of those dogs playing cards. Well, I've never seen a dog playing cards, they've hid that from us well. This week, I want the teams to discuss what pest would you use to aid you in cheating your way to win a gold at the Olympics? Okay, what pest, or I guess any animal could be considered a pest, that's up to you to define that, would you use to cheat your way into getting a gold at the Olympics? We'll start with the fizzy gravy people. Kangaroo? Kangaroo. How would that help? Um, I didn't think of that before. Like high jump, um, high, jump? <laughs> high, jump high jump, boxing. I say, I think kangaroos boxing. can be good at boxing. Put a kangaroo in a costume of you. Yes. Yes. In like a Patrick suit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, Matthew, I would like a Patrick suit uh, for you yeah. to wear when we talk to each other. Noted. I think we would go with uh, one of the shooting events. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, we would use the um, well, use bow and arrow, and we'd use a um, starched cobra. Um, Enrico, no, that's that's exactly right. Because the nice thing about cobras is that an arrow only has one point. Mm. Cobras mm. have two. Yeah, right. The two big teeth, and also an arrow only has one point, and the cobra can open its mouth and like adjust, you know, the range of attack. Right. Yeah. Mm. Right. This is so, nice. For yeah. some reason, when in my head, it was the other way around. So the mouth was on the string and then the tail was just going in. But that's the fool's way to do yeah, it. Right? That's, exa- that's why you would lose. Yeah. 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 All right. Two good answers. Let's see if any of them match Nicholas's answer. And now for the answers. The answer is you don't cheat. I thought you were better than this team, to be honest. Don't sink to the dog's level. You're better than that. Please, let's, let's raise this show up a bit. You know, you've let yourself down. You let, and more importantly, you've let me down. Go away and have a cold, hard look at yourself in a wing mirror. Yeah, it's really you disappointing. Don't cheat. Team. Don't cheat. <laughs> I mean, I think also in the for the purpose of this recording, try not to defecate. Like, if you need to, I can tell you where the place is to do that. Does that mean you can untie my chains for about five minutes? No, you just shit shit in situ. That's why we call it in shit you. Okay. That's why we call it that. Um, He was, you've let him down. You've let me down. You've let yourselves down. You've let the whole quiz down. You've let Matthew down. Uh, Of course. Oh, is someone going to let me down? (laughs) No. Stop trying to nibble through your ropes. What the what the fuck? And it is uh, not on the buzzers. Um, uh, it, it might be on the buzzers. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. Let's face it. This whole fucking quiz is a complete shambles. You can do what you want, really. Um, question one. What is unusual about the 44-year-old Yosaku Meizawa's online dating profile? His name or her name. Yes. Or their name. Yeah, that, yeah that's one thing. But of course, not unusual. It's all relative, isn't it? 
Who'd probably think that the Chris Reed is a really exotic name? <laughs> Somewhere you. in the world, right? <laughs> For you. No. Well, it sounds Japanese, so well, maybe Reed. it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, they're actually a very sophisticated robot. Yeah, right. Looking for mm. love. Yeah, maybe it is yeah. that. Maybe it is that. They are face carved into a tree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you go online, you can find a lot of trees like looking for love. Looking for love. Trees want love. Yeah, and it, water and sunlight, but mostly love. It's his profile picture, uh, a mighty oak, but uh, when he meets him, he's like a pine tree or something. <laughs> yeah. Never trust the profile photo synthesis as a word. Here we go. Um, well, I, I, I learned, I, I, I've been told um, that the best thing to do for a dating profile photo is to be pictured doing something kind of adventurous. Um, so I'm, but I, I bet that he went kind of, or, or they went to the kind of an obscure direction and maybe, you know, they're kind of, showing climbing up a ladder with like a pencil on one of their arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't care what they say on the website. <laughs> I don't care what highspeedtraining.co.uk says. I'm, I'm going to give you half a point there, Enrico, because adventure does come into it. He's looking for someone to travel to the moon with him in 2023 on SpaceX's first tourist flight. He's looking for an always positive person, aged 20 or over, to shout their love from outer space. If anyone's interested, I can let you have That's the deep. have the link. Oh. Yeah. So he's not a tree. It's not, <laughs> not, not a tree. Oh, right. Next question. What do Noel Gallagher, Greta Thunberg, and Obi Wan Kenobi have in common? None of them have seen Liam Gallagher for the last ten years. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Is it one of those things where, like, you know, you know how some people can like curl their tongues in strange ways? I bet they can all do that. Like. You know, like make it into like a cone shape. Do you think that I got one of the books for research I got for this quiz was people who could curl their tongue? Yeah. It just lists everybody who can do it. It should exist if it doesn't. Okay. All right. We'll get on that. They've all met you, McGregor. It's possible, I suppose, isn't it? They all eat. Yeah. I mean, to give John a point for that, because it's probably true. <laughs> I feel like you and McGregor would probably go out of his way to meet Greta Thunberg. That's the sort of thing he'd do. The answer, of course, is very, very obviously that they've all had salt spreaders named after them in Greater Manchester. It's obvious now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So would anyone like to have a a, a guess at what their pun salt spreader names would be? Snowby One Kenobi. Yeah, close. (laughs) Close. It's actually Snow Be Gone Kenobi. Uh. (laughs) Is it Greater Thunberg? It's Greater Thunberg, yes. Oh, was it? Who's last with no Gallagher? Snowell. Snow Gallagher, oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Enrico, I think that that you knew that that was right, but it pained you to say it. <laughs> You've got yep. a future in like sun headline writing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of round five. Matthew, what are the scores? Well, uh, there has been a slight comeback. It's now only four and a half to six. Uh, oh. With the Fizzy Gravy obviously winning because Fizzy Gravy always wins. Fizzy Gravy always wins, <laughs> as the famous proverb. Oh. <laughs> it's all to play for. It's excited. Uh, it's excited. Yeah. It, whatever it is, it is excited. Ma- Matthew, can you just have a? Could you open the cupboard and have a little look at it and tell me whether it's excited or not? Um, this cupboard hasn't been opened in a while. Excited is probably not something that it is. Okay. Uh, I think dead is more. Okay, my mistake. It's dead. John's it, it, microphone's it, just falling. I think dead groin. is more appropriate. Yeah. You said the the magic word, which launches John's microphone into his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Enough of this. We're 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 right. 
Come on. Ooh, mm. ah, yeah. It's time to go to my favourite place. It's Matthew Corner. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's that. Matthew. Matthew, how are you? I am wonderful, thank you. What's going on in your corner? What have you got for us this week, mate? I have uh, a guessing game for the teams today. So as people may or may not be aware, but they will be very shortly, pilots of the US Army Air Force would often name their bomber aircraft and often adorn them with artwork to match. The names would... Often were references to sweethearts back home, but some of them were just puns or just weird. Well, the same description can also be said of craft ales, so my challenge is for you to work out whether this is the name of a beverage or a World War II plane. So we're going to play <laughs> Beer or Bomber. Yay! Yay! Wish we had a jingle for that. Ah, uh, that would have been, been good. Obviously, <laughs> I tried to avoid obvious ones, so if I said hoppy ending or circumcession ale... Oh, <laughs> you know they were planes <laughs> so um shall we just go around the room let's uh, who should we start with first i'm gonna start with enrico okay apocalypse cow is that a bomber or is that a plane it's a bomber a plane bomber or beer it's a beer it is a beer nice oh lovely stuff i mean on, me, uh... it's very direct very straight to the point there He's not messing around. Yeah. Enrico wants no, no, this good. round over as quickly yeah. as I am, possible. I am done with this. Matthew, uh, Matthew asked, asked the question, sat back for a bit of banter. He's like, oh, fuck, he's just answered this. Oh, God. He's, yeah. Oh, great. Um, oh, who do we go for next? Somebody raise their hand. Oh, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> it will do. You can see, just because we're on radio. We're not on radio. Why don't we just guess? Just anyone shout out. 668, the number of the beast. N- number of the beast? The- 668, the neighbour of the beast. Oh, the neighbour of the beast. I think we should go around. I like that. Let's go. Let's go around. Okay, John. John. Oh, hello. Six six eight. The neighbour of the beast. Oh well, I presume that sounds like a bomber, mostly because I imagine they lived at six six eight Springfield Terrace, which is as famous as we all know, the summer home of um, Charlie Brown and his horrible neighbour. So bomber is my answer. It's actually a beer. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to find me. A, you're gonna have to find me evidence afterwards, and I'll retrospectively give you the point. But until then, retrospective right. point, I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Perona, what about Pappy's passion? Pappy's. I wanted to passion. say nappy, but that's not. Ah, no, Pappy's passion, like like dad's. Beer bomber or nappy? <laughs> <laughs> um, bomber. It is a bomber, or, oh, or was a bomber. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Patrick, bootleg fireworks. Um. That sounds like a fiery beer. Spot on. That was almost a trick question because it's very similar to a plane because it's a firework, you see. like a Fireworks fly in the sky? Hi. Hi. Why? Nobody knows. Uh, Back to Enrico. Uh, Defenceless virgin. All right, so... Hey, just ask him the question. Don't attack him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this time I'll take my time. Uh, let me think. Well, on the one hand, for the ten seconds of silence, and then the answer. <laughs> uh, defense this virgin. It sounds weird to name a, 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 a plane you use to kill people, or to you know, a, a defense this virgin. Maybe there was kind of an ironic thing, like calling a, a big guy tiny, for example. <laughs> so I'm gonna go for bomber. It was a bomber. Oh wow! Look at that. Good logic. Yeah. Uh, John. Hello. Panty peeler. Ah. Definitely a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know, um, I'm sure I've had one of these as at a bar in Bristol. So I think it's a 
I think it's some sort of weird beer. It's not a weird beer. It's a bomber. No, it is a beer. It's a yeah. beer. It's a beer. I think uh, I've had one of these at a bar in Manchester. Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Corona, we're going for 10 nights in a bar room. That, that wasn't an invite. That was a question. <laughs> wow. Forward. 10 nights in a bar room. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I thought that was the comment. So. <laughs> wow. so I was waiting for the the word. You just uh, just ignoring his hideous advance before the question. So it was ten nights. Ten nights in a bar room. In a bar room. That like, if it's ten nights in a bar room, it could be beer because you're drinking in a bar room for ten nights or something like that. Yeah. And then you become a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so both. It's uh, it's a bomber. Ooh. Ah. But like ah. beer turned into a bomber. Well, it's ten knights, as in in shining armor. Oh. Ah, ah, that was a trick question. Ah. <laughs> and finally, Patrick, Kickapoo Joy Juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to drink it, so I'll say it's a bomber. <laughs> Correct. Yay! <laughs> Lovely stuff. Wow, that was a good round. That was one of my favourite Matthew Corners ever, which isn't saying much because up to now they've all been shit. Um, <laughs> any points there? Yes, there were, Chris. Ah, oh, good. Lovely. All right. Well, it's exciting because it's the last round. No, hang on. That's, that's, that makes it sound like the quiz is awful. Everyone wants it to end. Oh, that's the truth. Let's not pretend otherwise. It's nearly <laughs> over. Let's do the last thing. This jingle is going to be louder than it should be. Please cover your ears. Press Press it was louder in my ears because I had headphones on. Is everybody still okay after, yeah. that, after that jingle? Are we all right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. it's the exciting last round. It's quick fire on the buzzers. This is going to separate the, uh, the well, the winners from the losers, quite literally. <laughs> Matthew, how many points are in it? Um, Sorry to... Explain. Not enough to make this interesting, so I'm just going to lie and say only half a point. Oh, it's <laughs> close. It's anyone's game. Um, all right, question one. Where is 85% of the world's horseradish grown? Brona. China. No. Uh, Enrico. Horseradish town. No. <laughs> Bruno. On the horses. No. no. Uh, John. Under the sea. No. Uh, Patrick. That was what I was going to say. No. <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious? Oh. Are you shitting me? Whoa. Wow. These two get points for telepathy. <laughs> um, I was in fact looking for the state of Illinois. Mm. Is the town called Horseradish town? <laughs> Is it, you just have the state, not the name of the town. I feel like it could be that I was right. Can you give Enrico a point just in case <laughs> the town in Illinois is called? I can't, I can't be bothered to Google it. Just give him a point. Oh, I haven't finished writing question two, so I'm just going to ask it as is. <laughs> Imagine a parallel universe where... John. All horseradishes grown under the sea. Yep, for, that's correct for a point. Any any other thoughts, Enrico? Where this exact same podcast recording is happening, but we are one half a half point ahead. Yes. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That's the dream. <laughs> yes. All good answers. Um, points there. Patrick, would you like to get a free point by saying something? Um, <laughs> imagine how the universe where... Where Matt is wearing my skin. <laughs> oh. I don't have to imagine that. That's just my evening later on. Uh, question three. How many duplicate Eiffel Towers are there in the world? John. 668. No. 128. No. Enrico. It's a trick question because there's only one true Eiffel Tower. I mean, that's probably... Yeah, how many duplicates of the Eiffel Tower... How many duplicate Eiffel Towers are there? 
Does that semantically stand up? I don't know. I I would just yeah. wanted to make a no. He that can't. Sounds funny, Minus but... one point to Enrico. <laughs> for trying to be, I mean, they're to be too close. and they're like little uh, Eiffel towers yeah. everywhere. Oh, they're like there are Eiffel. acres outside Paris where they grow Eiffel towers and harvesters for tourists. Okay, so the answer I've got written down is 30, but Prona makes a very, very good point that there's mm. lots of key rings and keychains, so give Prona a point. Oh, can I get a PhD instead? <laughs> yeah, okay, give Prona a PhD. Okay? Can you write that down the score sheet? One PhD. Okay. okay, I'm not sure it will help you. You could put it on your CV, I suppose. Um, okay, what do octopi do shortly after mating? Prana. Lose their tentacles. Tentacles? No. They, yes, no, that was the right one. Ah, okay. Yeah, but no. But, <laughs> but I thought you were worried that you said testicles, not tentacles. <laughs> and I was just, I was just yeah. trying to say, no, no, you said I the right one. It's worried. okay. No, it's not that. Anything? Anyone else? Uh, did you buzz? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they surface for uh, cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe eight cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say that. Oh, Enrico was going to say that. Yeah. Minus one to Enrico for, <laughs> for, for not being quick enough. Yeah. Uh, John. Uh, do they star in a series of mediocre films that co-star Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> um, I'll give you a point for that because the answer is die and that's sort of <laughs> creatively dying. So yeah, they, they die after they meet. Um, question five, how many people are in hell? John. 668. No. As many are there in this room? <laughs> what? Are you suggesting that the Idiot Win Panel Show podcast is hell? No, it's, it's, no, no, it's, it's not. Location. That's uh, that's minus minus one to print. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? Thank God you didn't think uh, that. None. All are forgiven. Ah, oh, plus one point for Patrick for being a lovely messiah, Enrico. <laughs> None because hell isn't real. Um, no, it is in fact two hundred and sixty-six. Hell is a, is a town in Michigan. Oh. Um, oh. Who is this? Oh, then why you bad when I said as many as here. <laughs> Have you been? It's a t- it's a horrible town. It's a terrible town. Yeah, that's a very good point you make. Um, all right, Matthew. It's time for Matthew's impression. Horseradish, as far as the eye could see. Who was that? John Miriam Margulies. I don't know. No, no. Prada or Patrick? Uh, the mayor of Illinois. Was it the mayor of Illinois? No, it's close. Any other guesses? Samwise Gamgee. That's that's not close. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, it was my uncle after quoting from the mayor of Illinois about his oh. guided tour of Illinois. Ah, oh, maybe half a oh. point for Patrick. Question seven: How big was the world's largest bubble gum bubble in diameter? Prana. Six hundred and sixty-eight. Six hundred sixty-eight. It doesn't matter. No, whatever. The, whatever the measurement is, no, it's not right. Uh, John, two, two what? Inches. Two, are you are you trying to say um, two sets of 11 and a half inches? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. 23 inches. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, question eight. Name this song. Patrick? Uh, it's uh, Hey Ya. Yes. Extra bonus point for the artist. Um, uh, it's... Anyone, Enrico? Outcast. Yeah, Outcast. Point to Enrico as well. And the final question of the quiz. What is the top speed of a badger? Enrico. I I, I don't know, but someone I know knows someone who uh, a badger (laughs) ran over his foot and it broke it. Oh. Like it was so heavy and fast that it actually broke someone's foot. That's not the question. No, it isn't. Minus one point for Enrico. (laughs) John. Two. (laughs) No. (laughs) Two what? Inches per hour. <laughs> are you, are you trying to say... Hour? No, I'm not going to. Anyone else? 
I would imagine who's wearing the badger suit. <laughs> <laughs> an, an actual badger in miles per hour, how, how fast do you reckon? Ten. No. I don't understand miles anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in fact 19 miles per hour. It's the top speed of a badger. That brings us to the end of the quiz, Matthew. What are the final scores? Well, it was tense, and despite Enrico trying to lose all of the points that are being gained, <laughs> it, it did finish very n- nearish, I guess, relative to the size of the universe. Yes. Uh, the choreographed leopards finished on 11.5, but Fizzy Gravy had 14.5 points and a PhD. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we have to share between you. What are you going to spend your winnings on? Uh... Any thoughts? PhD. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to bribe examiners to get your actual PhD. Oh, sorry, probably shouldn't broadcast that. Uh, or, or we could just buy certificates off the internet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then we can frame it and put it up in the house. Oh, you two are going to move in together because this quiz has been so successful. Oh, I love it. Um, that brings us to the end. Thank you to Patrick and Prana, to Enrico and John, to Matthew in Matthew Corner, and of course, Nicholas Sparrow coming to us from the Portaloo. And for all of you for listening, um, we have been doing Idiot Wind and we'll be doing it again soon. So we'll see you soon when we do more. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Chris Reed. I forgot to say that. This podcast was brought to you by Fantata, Dogface Improv and Slow Theatre Company and was executive produced by Amy Wombo. The music is Yes I Do by the Malvines. Help us to make more episodes by supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash idiot twin. Oh yeah baby. Yeah, baby.